With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Technical and sales representatives leading the field with knowledge, sales support, service, and delivery. Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Hold on to your seats. It's The Run Home with Kim and Beef. p.m. on the run home with Kim and Mitch. And last night, the Breakers moved into the top two on the NBL ladder with a comeback win over Illawarra 91-81. They will secure a home semi-final if Cairns lose tonight or if they can beat the Brisbane Bullets tomorrow. Here to talk us through all of it uh, is the man, the myth, the legend, Casey Frank. Casey, thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, it must bring you a lot of joy seeing the Breakers back in this sort of playoff picture. Uh, Just really happy for them as a a team, the players especially, who have gone so much over the last couple of years. Uh, They've obviously put a lot of themselves into this. Uh, You see the emotion that Morimoa was overcome with Mm. uh, after that game when they secured it. And uh, it's it's always, it's good when you're watching from afar and you put a lot of yourself in it to watch these games and give a lot of yourself to a team and know that it means so much to them as well. Casey, um, Tom Abercrombie, he spoke after the match that, you know, going into the Brisbane game, that they, they if they take it too lightly, that they could find themselves in a, tr- a little bit of trouble. Do you think that's what it was, that was the how they get off to such a poor start last night? Was that kind of mentality? I think uh, since that first game where the Breakers really took it to the, the Hawks, the Hawks have really improved on understanding what kind of team they are, and, and they really know how to take advantage of their skills, and they just happen to give the Breakers a lot of problems, especially Tyler Harvey. You know, the way he controls games and with scoring, and I think the way Froling played last night, uh, they did certainly jump onto the, the Breakers early uh, with their size. I think it surprised them. But as the game wore on, uh, it was really impressive how the Breakers were over, able to overcome that and, and really t- turn it up defensively and find a way in that third quarter behind Brantley and Rupert. Now, Mitch mentioned Tom there, and I did want to ask you, Casey, about him as well, because... He's, you know, the leader of this team. His numbers aren't anymore what, what they once were, but clearly he still has so much influence and impact from a leadership perspective. He's been there through it all, you know, the great times of years past and also the low times of the more recent years. What does it say about him that he is still standing at this level and potentially leading this team back to a final series? Uh, I mean, it's pretty special for Tommy, uh, a guy that, you know, I've seen come up from, you know, a 17-year-old at Westlake he, when he first started training with the Breakers and to, to get through seeing the Breakers from, like, the first professional team he rooted for watching that first game to become one of the all-time greats who's going to have a uh, number of out the Raptors to get another run towards the end of his career. Uh, and that, that's, I think, what everybody plays for. But even more so, I think, uh, not just his leadership, he still has such an effect on the court and defense. It's so crucial to what they do uh, in terms of their identity on that side of the court. 
that he has to be that leader off the court. He has to be the leader on. And I think uh, just extra special for him being such a, a local kid who's seen it in his backyard the whole time. Now, there might be a few listeners uh, listening to us about this, mate. The Breakers obviously get on the bandwagon uh, coming into finals and, and want to watch the games um, all throughout the playoffs. Um, one guy who's really impressed me this year has been Derek Pardon. He's been exceptional, on, particularly on the defensive end of the court. Uh, what impresses you the most about Derek Pardon? Uh, he really just puts himself in a position to succeed uh, on the court. He's always in that right spot where you're supposed to be for the dish off from a big, uh, as a big, when a guard penetrates. Uh, he's great on the glass. His work right there is second to no one in this in this competition. And you know he's an undersized guy. He's probably six seven, uh, maybe listed at six eight, but he's got those long arms, like a seven three wingspan, seven two wingspan in that, in that area. So he makes up for it with that. Uh, this has been really impressive understanding his role and defensively I think that partnership between him and Brantley has, has been the core to the team's identity on that side where you know all the advanced statistics and the raw statistics are really dominating. Mm. Let's talk as well about the head coach Modi Mayor because as you mentioned you know he was pretty overcome with emotion uh, after they notched up the 16 wins that they needed to know that they were going to be in the playoff picture. His first year as head coach, what what do you hear in and around basketball circles about him, and and what has put him in this position where he's created this team that is going so well? Well, he, you know, coming in that up in that European system, you're going to be really well versed in, in tactics and, and the X's and O's. And I think when he was able to come over, when he did with the Breakers to support, uh, you know, one of his mentors, Dan Shamir, mm. I think. Being that assistant uh, enabled him to learn how to, uh, I think, relate to the players in a way you have to in this part of the world. That you don't just, you, you don't have to do the same kind of uh, personal relationship work in Europe. And I think because of his age, because of the position there, it, it taught him some great lessons that the guys love playing for him. He really understands them. Uh, he's passionate. Uh, he, he doesn't ask anything of them that he doesn't do himself. And the players feel they love playing for him. Hmm. Do you feel genuinely that this could be? I suppose, you know, you, you look at it when the when the team's on this sort of run at the moment and you go, I wonder if this is a bit of a, a return to the glory days. Could this be the start of something really special? Well, that's always the hope. Uh, I, I think when, when you're making a franchise and a team, uh, you know, this club that the Breakers are, they've been able to be successful for a long time. But but the uh, simple fact is you got to chase every chance you get. You know, you never know how many bites you get at the apple. This looks like a good one. You know, they're chasing second. They've got a really good opportunity for it. That's how they can close things out this weekend uh, and get that win, regardless of what the Kansas Titans are able to do. And that gives them, a, 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 you know, one less step on the, on the ladder to try and get to that top. We had um, Dylan Boucher on earlier in the day talking about um, obviously re-signing with ESPN um, for the local league here in New Zealand. How how great has the exposure been in the NBL and obviously our local league here um, for increasing the, the quality of basketball and the players that we're seeing taking the court because the NBL just seems to be going to another level in the last two or three years? Yeah, I think in terms of coverage it certainly has. Uh, it's highlighted not only uh, the the increased level of import we've been able to draw because of the proximity to the Australian league and uh, the, the pathway that it gets to a higher level of basketball professionally. But, but that's uh, the highlight of the talent of, of the Kiwis, you know, that have been coming up and we've got a lot of guys using that league as a stepping stone to college system in the States and coming back and using that as a, a, a way to hone their skills in the off season. Uh, some guys making it their career. 
and, and it, it's great that the, they're able to do it in front of in front of the limelight now. You know, uh, it, it's been uh, around for a long time since the Breakers became professional. A lot of guys have used both those pathways to create a pr- pretty special careers, and uh, it's been great to be a small part part of that myself and watch from strength to strength. Casey, one of the great New Zealand basketball exports, and Sean Marks was back in town recently doing a bit of scouting from the sounds of it. You didn't get a chance to catch up with him by chance, did you? Yeah, ever so briefly. Uh, you know, saw him on the, uh, on the side with his uh, director of scouting. He brought over as well, uh, amongst many other scouts who were in attendance on that evening, to, to watching the talents of Raymond Pair, uh, among other players, I think, uh, uh, in these games. But uh, yeah, it was great. Great to see him. Always, always, you know, have a lot of fond memories of watching him from afar when he played for the Tall Blacks. Although I never got to be his teammate, he's still uh, been so welcoming to me into that that culture. So it's uh, always a pleasure to see him return. Do you get a feel who they who they're keeping their eye on? Uh, well, it's certainly Rupert. I, mm. I think uh, where he's falling in the draft, uh, you know, right now he's in the 20s. That's somebody that, that I think a lot of people are interested in. Uh, you know, or, or he, he seems to be just outside of that lottery period and or a spot. And his skills defensively uh, are really impressive. I think uh, against uh, Illawarra in that third quarter, him along with Jarrell Brantley led the way with their defensive intensity, but turning that into offense on the other end. And, to be that silky smooth with the, the growth his body gone, has gone through to get to this stage and score in transition like he does, the shot looks really smooth as well. And he's looking like a very legitimate pro, spot, pro prospect. Uh, but he, he wouldn't be the only one. I think Brantley, he, he's got a, a chance to return to the league as well. You know, he's a Utah Jazz first-round pick, and he's trying to use this as a stepping stone to get back to the place he believes he belongs. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to watch their careers evolve. It's it's always fun, and you hope they go on to great things, not least so that we can uh, claim them as a Breakers original. Casey Frank, thank you so very much for your time. Always appreciated. Your insights uh, are always fantastic when it comes to basketball, so really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Uh, you as well, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Fantastic stuff, uh, Casey. Gosh, he's... Uh, uh, one of the great men to talk to in the New Zealand mm. basketball scene, I think. One of my favourite Tall Blacks, actually, as well. Uh, when he was when he was playing, not least because of the you know the naturalisation side of things that appeals to me in a mm. sentimental sense. Yeah, geez, he was proper, wasn't he? He was proper. Um, I didn't get to ask him if he enjoys the pink, pink uniform from the Breakers. Surely, surely, <laughs> we all love it, don't we? We'll be yeah. back right after this.